There's a great passage in our first reading. Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly, which consisted of men, women, and those children old enough to understand. Standing at one end of the open place that was before the water gate, he read out of the book from daybreak till midday. It's a very consoling passage when people complain about how long the homily is. I say, you know what? Thank God you're not Ezra's parishioner back in 5th century B.C. because you'd be here from daybreak till midday, probably about six or seven hours, right? Could you imagine? It's a good thing they didn't have email back then because I think uh, the priest Ezra, his inbox would have been full after that sermon. There's a lot of uh, cold and flu going around these days, especially in our, our school, but I think even outside of our school in the, in the area and across the country. And thanks be to God, knock on wood, I haven't gotten sick yet, but I remember when I was a kid and getting really bad cold and you know your nose gets all stuffed up and I remember going to my dad and just saying you know I could hardly breathe and you know, it's just like drooling all over the place and I'm just like cut it off you know just cut it off I don't want it anymore I prefer to go around without a nose than to be suffering all of this and we read in today's second reading how Paul uses the image of a body and its members. And those of you who have gotten the flu or have a cold know that when one of the members gets sick, the rest of the body doesn't feel too hot. Right? Even though you might say, well, it's just my nose, it's just my head, it's just whatever. But that's enough for the whole body to feel affected by that one member that is sick, right, that gets infected by the virus or what have you. And what's interesting is Paul uses this image of a body and members. We know that when we're born, we are born into a community, which we call our family, right? All of us, when we come into this world, we come into a community, or we might say a body that's made up of members, right? Our mother, our father, if we have brothers and sisters, relatives, grandparents, we were born into a body. None of us comes into this world isolated as an individual, not connected to any other members. And yet Jesus Christ, when he speaks about baptism, what does he say to Nicodemus? He says, you need to be born again, right? Isn't that what he says? He uses the image of birth. And that's what St. Paul speaks about in the second reading. He's speaking about not primarily that first community, that primary community that we've been born into, but he's talking about through our baptism, through this second birth, we are born likewise into a bigger community, into a bigger body of which each and every one of us are members. That body which is our church, our parish community. 
And today's a moment for us to reflect, to stop and reflect before we think, okay, well, yeah, I know that. I know we're part of a community and we need to, it's a good thing to share. It's a good thing to participate in community activities. But that's not what Paul is speaking about. His example is much more powerful than that. It's not about feelings. It's not about extra credit, that it would be a good thing right, if we participated in this body. It would be a good thing if we participated in the smaller body, which is our family. No, he uses the image of our physical body and its members, and he speaks about feet and hands and eyes and whatnot. And a lot of times we don't get the richness out of this example. <clears throat> what is it that Paul's saying? Well, take your heart okay, just a, a member of your body, and rip it out and place it over here. How long does your heart last? How long will you live? Or, you know, chop off all your arms and your legs or chop off your head and let's put them in different places around the room. How long will those members live how long will you live? St. Paul is not talking about extra credit in today's reading. St. Paul is talking about life or death. He's saying, he's reminding us, he's saying, remember, you are members of a body through your birth, your family. You are also members of a bigger body through your baptism. And the difference is, you know, if we rip our heart out, right, we immediately perceive that, and we immediately perceive our coming death. But what happens is, in the family, or in our larger family, which we've been born into through baptism, when we don't become and participate in that body, we don't immediately perceive the consequence. We don't immediately perceive that spiritually we start to die. But that's what St. Paul is saying in his second reading. He's saying it's essential. It's a matter of life or death that we come together as a community. And we read that in today's gospel. Jesus Christ, what does it say? Right? He came to Nazareth where he had grown up and went according to his custom into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Jesus Christ, he was God. He didn't need to go to any synagogue. And neither did he need to go on the Sabbath day. Why did Jesus Christ go to the synagogue on Sabbath. Because it says it was his custom. That is, he went every Saturday, the Son of God, Jesus Christ himself. But I kind of chuckle when I hear people say that, well, you know, I don't need to go too often to church because Jesus understands. And I go, really? Does he really understand? Because he went every Saturday and he was the Son of God. Why did he go? Because... He was a man like us. His humanity needed community. 
his humanity needed community. We live in a society, unfortunately, that has become very individualistic, whether by design or whether by chance. But if you stop and reflect, the different things that we have in our life are slowly pushing us to become these isolated islands. We can first of all look at our family, that first community that we're born into. How sad it is to experience a family that doesn't communicate. A family where the members really don't feel themselves members of a bigger body. How often, how easy it is, right, to come home after school, to come home after work, and one person's in one room texting or on the cell phone, another person's in another room playing the computer games, another person's in the living room watching the TV, another person's who knows what, and we can think, if we're not careful, if we don't stop, if we don't take this moment to reflect, we can think that we have family life because we're all in the same building, the same house. But that's not what it means to be a family. That's not what it means to be part of a body where the members are in constant communication with each other. I invite you, take a moment, stop and reflect and say, is my family truly a community that is made up of members in communication? Do I take that time to communicate and to have family time? As St. Paul says, it's not extra credit. It's not a good thing to do. It's a matter of life and death. And that's why at the same time, on the spiritual level, we're called to do the same thing as a spiritual family, as this parish. So beautiful to see so many of you this morning. It's, it's a living testimony to how you value that greater family that you participate in. You know, we would never be able to have this experience if all of you weren't here this morning. There are some things that we just can't experience on our own. There are some things that we need the community in order to experience. This Sunday we can ask ourselves, do I feel that I'm a member of my family? Do I feel that I am a member of this family.